total cucks, man. And hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN Afterlife, now called Dick Pills and Coffee Afterlife. Uh, we're on episode number 43 here. And uh, this is an, an unofficial Dick Bills and Coffee live after show now. Uh, we got Dean Lewis here joining us this week. He is a Hi, guys. Fan. Happy to be here. Fan in general. How you doing, man? Yeah, man, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, sweating a little bit. Can you see? It's fine. I don't really live stream ever. I do quick little 10-second songs and clips, and I post those to Facebook. So this is new territory for me. Happy to have the opportunity. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for responding. I put out uh, ads, and I've said on this show here for the last couple of weeks that I'm looking for some folks to get a build a little crew here, maybe rotate between Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, cool. um, and uh, got a response from you and uh, uh, for last week. So happy to have you on, and uh, and hopefully hopefully yeah. you enjoy, it and uh, we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah, cool, man. Like I've been wanting to get in on, you know, do something, you know, uh, part of the community, like say on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. But I wanted to kind of, you know, I get maybe it's part of quarantine. Just wanted to take it to the next level and be more social and, you know, give give a bit of my take on some of the stuff that goes on. Yeah, that'll be great. And well, I want to bring up uh, right off the top here that uh, you wrote a little ditty, did you not? For uh, sorry, Lex, that was you, correct? Yeah, no, no, that was me. Um, I wouldn't say wrote it. I give that to Ben Bateman. I think he kind of just sung the the, <laughs> the, 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 the the phrase off the um, the top of his head with that vibrato that he was doing. And then I just, while the show was still live, I quickly muted the show, grabbed the guitar, figured out what the chords would be, and then sent that in. And then next thing, and I'm a sound clip. So, you know. That and doing this, I'm moving on up in the world, apparently. It's now his pace, but it's cool. You know, I'm just here to have fun. And I'm sorry, Legs. <laughs> well, uh, one thing it's I'm so not talking about is that both of us have somehow found the schmoes, found uh, uh, the, the, sh the schmo down and whatnot. And I've said it before how I came across everything. Uh, how did you find the schmoes and Christian and Ellis and all of that? Yeah. I have a feeling that mine's probably quite similar to a lot of people's um, experience in that um, I started watching Jeremy John's reviews, um, sort of like 2009, and I was really getting into, you know, reading about movies and like behind the scenes stuff and following, you know, productions and castings. And I think, I don't know what the movie specifically was it, might be, I think, might be Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Um, John's gave a pretty scathing review on that, and I guess I, I would have I knew that the reviews were going to be brutal because I didn't up until that point look at um reviews or anything, so I just wanted to hear somebody else have hopefully the same gripes that I did. And it turns out that everyone hated the, the robot balls and everything else in that movie, and yeah, so I found John's and then I was watching him. And then YouTube started recommending me AMC Movie Talk. And then, you know, and I just gatewayed in through that. Um, I didn't watch the schmo straight away. Um, 
to be honest, I was a little bit intimidated when I used to see the, um, the thumbnails for the Shamoes No come up. It was like, that's a lot of dudes in a small room. There's headphones and cables everywhere. You know, I don't get the yin jokes. You know, what are the dudes doing on that dirty couch? And, you know, it took me a while. It's only because I started warming up when, especially when like Ellis started like really taking a strong voice in a movie talk and stuff like that. And knowing the personalities there, and I kind of just gradually transitioned over, and yeah, then showdown happened, and and I've just it's been a big part of my life ever since. Um, helped me get through a lot of tough times, you know, even before quarantine, you know, personal stuff, and you know, we've all been there, and you 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 need to feel like you're not just sitting in a room by yourself, and you know. To actually have in jokes and fast forward to now and i'm a fucking sound clip i'm in the in joke you know and it's just really rewarding you know to, to kind of have that and kind of as the community grows become more part of it and everything else and that's brought me to you and yeah long story slightly shorter hell yeah um... how it happened you know, now, what, what are some of your favorite moments so far uh, in this year that we've had of SEN Live? Oh, man, this year has been, well, crazy, obviously. I mean, the Flowers was a big thing. The voting Flowers was, was huge, you know, because it was just like, these two, you know, these two dudes, they're used to having the whole crew, and they kind of had this whole situation thrust on them. And it could have very easily have been really awkward and stale very quickly with just two the same two dudes, you know, going through the motions and just trying to keep the show on just for the sake of, I guess, having a show on, you know, because it hadn't been that long since it had started. And just watching how they kind of just, not just devolved in a sense, like mentally, but, you know, they yeah. were just comfortable around each other and they were just doing these stupid voices and characters that didn't really mean anything or go anywhere, you know, like, you know, all that, all that weird, just like zany stuff that kind of just started happening. Like, oh man, you know, I really wish that I could be more myself and be more at ease and just goof around and stuff like that. And that actually led to me, you know, developing and having a better relationship with my daughter because, we, you know, I started like, we, we do impressions now and we like act out little scenes and stuff up, you know, so that was a really big moment, like, well, not moment, but series of events that kind of, you know, that meant a lot. And I got to speak with Brett about it on the, um, one of the um, Brett and Kate Patreon streams that they did and tell him a bit of that story as well, which was, which was really gratifying. And again, that all just boils down to being part of this community. Um, to be honest, like I'm not great at like remembering specific specific moments. You know, I remember like the broad kind of stuff. That's why I've got so many detailed or random notes here that I probably will never need. Maybe at some point I'll share these with with you. Not these guys, maybe. But you know, there's some funny stuff in here. You know, just like what do you mean, Brett? Not. <laughs> but, you know, it's just fun to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, so I'm not not one for like registering all these specific moments. Like when people watch the Schmodown, they're like, oh, 
you know, Alex Bayman got that question in match two of, you know, etc. tournament or what or match or whatever. And it blows my mind. I can't remember that stuff. I love the hell out of it more than anything when I'm watching it. But, you know, it's, and it's, you know, it's so much content as well now. You know, it's a five, five day show plus all the showdowns that we've been having. And, you know, all the ancillary streams. I, I don't know how much you're able to follow on a day to day basis. Not much. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it, it's difficult, man, because, I mean, outside of the Schmoes community and personalities from the Schmodown, because, um, I mean, I listen to uh, I listen to Blurds in the Hood sometimes and a little bit of Roca, um, yeah. but and I love all of those guys. there are still others that I like to listen to as well, you know, like yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan podcast or, yeah. you know, other people like that, Jimmy Dore, I enjoy listening to, so right. yeah. um, it, it's, it, is, oh. it is difficult. Yeah, and I want to support as many many people as possible. You know, um, Roxy, Roca, Riley, Video Drew. I'm a big fan of Video Drew, and you know, Andres and RB3 and First Cut and those guys over there. There's just so much, and I've got a family, and you know, I can't subject them to 24 hour live streams of people that they're only kind of peripherally aware of. Um, yeah. Even though my kid knows who's the fighting flouses, but you know, doesn't everyone? So yeah, I struggle, you know. But I uh, say I SEN's a good, a good like hub with the crew that they've got. You get a little, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like the Avengers of the, you know, the the, the space yeah. in a way, you know. So yeah, instead of, yeah. instead of watching Winston, Roxy, and you know, every other show, just SEN, everyone rotating, obviously, but, you know, that's that's how I best ingest it, I think. Yeah, and I like the rotating bit, too, uh, where we get to see a little yeah. bit more uh, more flavor and more personality coming into the shows. It's pretty cool. Yeah. One thing that I'm not a massive fan of, I get that it's, um, you know, I get that they need to because, you know, it's a business and you've got to structure these things and it's a job and everything else, but I, I, I like the occasional flavour of not knowing who's going to be on. Like, we used to get that, you know, like back in Schmo's days you know, and sometimes on Collide Live. You've had, I get that it's different now, again, pandemic and stuff. But, you know, maybe maybe a little loose every now and then because it's like, you, okay, so we're getting Roka on Mondays and Fridays and then we get Winston on, like, Thursdays and Wednesdays or whatever it is, you know. Oh, um, it, I do appreciate the familiarity of it as well. I suppose so I, you can't have your cake and eat it. I guess, but you know, at the same time, nice. yeah, it would be kind of cool to have some of the personalities don't overlap. You know, like I, yeah. I don't recall really seeing Sabrina on with Kate very much. Um, yeah, so some other stuff overlap like. with each other. So mm. yeah, that kind of stuff where you get like just different pockets. It's like, I would have liked to see more, you know, like we get Winston and Roxy together. It'd be like, oh, I'd be cool to see, like you say, um, Sabrina and Kay or something like that. Or you, the occasional pop in from somebody else, you know, a little bit outside, you know, um, a Gucci popping in for 20 minutes every now and then, you know, which they have done in the past. Um, but you think they, they could still do that more, but then I get the, the flip side of that is that you've got to have um 
you know, these people need need to have these reliable checks every month. You know, these people, I'm not being disrespectful. <laughs> you know, we all need it. We all need it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come on as many times. Oh, we need to, um, I didn't really want to bring this up on air, but we need to um, discuss my rate at some point. But that's okay. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that later. Um, I don't want to make it awkward. Ask him for advice on uh, on all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he can get you some uh, some more money than you would normally get on your own. Oh man, get, um, what, what's the royalties for a six second sound clip? I don't know. Oh, David will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got it worked out. I hope they oh, pay yeah. for every second too. Hell yeah. Um, well, like, as you were just saying, you know, we, we always have, uh, we've come accustomed to Roca taking the helm, uh, on Mondays. Monday. Yeah, and of yeah. course, uh, Brett, Kate, Hey Ben and, uh, RB3, Ben and I, I don't know, Ben, it, it's, it's, I, sometimes it comes out like Ben and I have this little thing, but to be really honest, it's probably just me having this little thing with Ben. And he probably my interaction with everyone. I am. Yeah, that's my interaction with everyone. I just, I, I don't have anything against Ben. I just find it easy to pick on him a little bit, and I like to. Well, you and Roxy, you and Roxy, because um, I don't know if it was Monday or I think it was um Tuesday. Roxy was on, and she she took some shots. I'm sorry to jump ahead, but you know it does seem to be an easy thing to do. Um. In a fun way, I think there's no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will admit, I will admit, if you have a certain sensibility, then when I then my poking fun at Ben can come off as insensitive or mean. But if you just have regular sense, then then it's all good. Just laugh about it. It's all good. The, the problem is these days that sense is such a wide spectrum. Like with everything else, everyone's got such a different level and that can change from, you know, one person from day to day as well. You know, it's a it's a crazy world. Really. You never know if you're going to get somebody in a on an off mood and might take something the wrong way, but you can't, you can't go into everything worrying about that. No, um, not at all. Not at all. Just stay on, uh, Ben, though, if I can, for a moment. Go for it. Um, and this isn't like a, a dig, but I was kind of thinking this watching today's show and all throughout the week, and it's kind of been highlighted. It, you know, obviously we don't know Ben as long as we've known everyone else. So it, you know, it obviously you would assume that most people are kind of more easily warm to the rest of the crew because we've been following them all for longer. And it just kind of becomes really um, apparent to me that he's just more and more relegated to reading the Schmobots or the, um, the Streamlabs and and, tr- and hustling everyone else along to get to the news stories. And I just think, you know, I get I get that, you know, they need to have some order in the chaos. And he, you know, he's been, he does it well, um, especially when he's trying to, like, manhandle all of these, like, big personalities, which he, you know, he does do really well sometimes. But then I feel like relegating to that kind of, you know, disproving parent almost role every time kind of does him a bit of a disservice. I don't think we... We don't get to see as much of his personality come out sometimes as you right. could. And I and I was thinking, like, well, how would you remedy that? It's like, well, he does read the news and does that stuff really well. And I was thinking, a few months ago, we went through a little stage of um, Brett was reading the news stories, I think, when it was just Brett and Christian. And I was thinking, like, maybe they could rotate it a little bit or, you know, just, 
even once a week or have Brett do the news stories or have Kate. I think Kate would do really fun stuff reading the news stories that wasn't just reading the news stories. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, uh, I agree. Um, we don't, we haven't really seen much of Ben's, uh, we, okay. We've seen a lot of we've his personality. Seen a lot of him, yeah. But uh, sometimes like his opinions on the topics and stuff, like you said, his role is more reading you through things, but then, and then getting everyone else's take on things. But then we just kind of skip his opinion and move yeah. on. And I, I would, you know, I'd like to hear yeah. his opinion. I know we've disagreed in the past, uh, especially on Twitter about the last Jedi, um, which I'm still right about that, Ben. Sorry. I'm not doing it. I'm not bringing uh, up. I'm not. I'm not going to say the. I would like to hear more of his opinions on the stuff rather than just reading through it. That's a very good observation. Yeah, and again, you know, it's a necessary part of you know his role, and I'm sure he's fine. You know, he's having a, a blast doing it. I mean, you know, if they, I'd read the news. I'd read it like the Schmobot if they pay me. But you know, <laughs> so I get it. I get it. But. You know, maybe maybe just move it once in a while. You know, have Brett read the news stories, or have somebody else do the um, have RB three read the um Streamlabs. I know that he's got other stuff going on. He's always looks busy, but you know, I'm sure they could juggle some of the um, delegation around a little bit from time to time just to spice it up. Yeah, you know, it's five days a week, and it's like I say, it's a very set rotating crew at the moment. So there's ways within that that you could kind of you know, just make it even a bit more different sometimes. But, you know, it's their show. I, I, I'm just here. This is my first show. I'm not telling anyone how to do the show. <laughs> you trying to tell me what to do with my show, man? Start your own show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried, but I, I, I deleted half of it while I was doing it. And um, there is no way I could bring myself to talk about the Predator trailer twice. Um, so that was the beginning of the end of my attempt at that endeavor. So, it, it, it's yeah. more difficult if it's just you, too. It's a lot harder talking into a camera than it is having someone who talks back to you. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, I haven't got the um, lack of self-awareness required to um, practice in the mirror. You know, I just can't do it. I can't look at myself for that long. This is a struggle, you know, me having to not make eye contact with myself, if that's even possible. But that's <laughs> fine. Um, uh, what else on Monday? Monday was pretty uneventful, I think, really. The most yeah. Avatar and Nick Fury. And, you know, I'm not I, really... I, yeah, I, I don't care about Avatar. I saw, the, I saw Avatar in the theater when it came out. I was not impressed at all. Yeah. I, didn't um, I don't understand what the hype is personally, but yeah, I mean, I get that it was groundbreaking, but I think it kind of hurts it that every movie after that was just 3D, 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 3D. The story itself isn't particularly original, you know. Everyone's made many hopes at the um, like with wolves, but on another place. with wolves and the fan gully and everything else. Um, to be honest, I think James Cameron is a bit overrated. As a director, I mean, he knows what makes money and he seems to have his finger on the pulse of the right things at the right time, you know, with the um, 
the groundbreaking effects on T2 and then, you know, hitting the Titanic thing and then the 3D with Avatar. But I think beyond that, it doesn't really do it for me. I was thinking, though, to, to um kind of disparage my own argument a little bit. I mean, I think COVID's going to help this one. But you think by the time this comes out, people will be so hungry for a big event movie like this. And this might be, you know, and all, it's going to be one of the first ones that hasn't been like where they dropped a trailer and then pushed it back, you know, which I think is kind of like sapped the excitement for a lot of these other movies where it's just like on again, off again, on again, off again, marketing, you know, from New Mutants, Mulan, um, Black Widow, everything. Tenet didn't do itself any favours. So I feel like, I mean, what's Avatar 2? Is it, is it next December or is it the following one? I think they pushed it back to 2022. Yeah, so I mean, by then, I hopefully, think... you know, the pandemic will be a fairly distant memory and people will probably only just be getting comfortable with movie theaters, I think, by 2022, maybe even later than that. But I, I, I don't know. I think maybe that could help it ride another success wave. And again, Cameron getting lucky with the timing. Not that a pandemic is particularly lucky, but you get the idea. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah definitely yeah, not lucky I, you're Nolan. <laughs> yeah, very unlucky. Um, the tenant is playing it. It's playing at my drive local drive-in theater. Um, yeah. I like the drive-in. Well, I haven't been since I was a teenager or early twenties. Um, yeah. and I will, I will openly admit, I mean, I'm 41 now, so I'll admit shit that happened 20 years ago. I've grown a lot and I'm a different person. So, but when we went to the drive-in back then we were young kids and we just went and we smoked weed in our car and hung out and drank beer and watched the movie, you know? So, well, I didn't drink beer. I drove most of the time, so I don't want to make that clear. Um, there was no drinking and driving involved. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was with the fact that we didn't get driving theaters. I've never seen one. We don't have them. I don't think Man, they're great. But the the problem is that uh, the screen, the picture is so dark. Like even if it's a movie that is shot outside, like uh, daytime scenes, it's still a little dark. So if if the if the movie is a dark movie, like in a dark room or at night, it's almost impossible to see what's going yeah. on so for Especially that reason Nolan sound thing as well there. yeah and i hear that the sound is not ideal for tenet it's not mixed that great and that's a nolan trope that seems to come up so crappy sound plus dark visuals yeah you, you, you're not really getting a movie at that point so I yeah yeah, it's not going to work. Imagine if the car that you go to the see, see the movie in is like an old 80s piece of shit and it's got the original sound system in it. That's yeah, what, yeah. you know, because when you go to drive-in theaters, it's not only the sound quality from the, the radio station that is pumping yeah. into your car, but then you're dependent on whatever sound system you have in your car. So if yeah. your sound system already sucks, then you're double screwed. And then you just start picking up police scans or something. You never know. People even moving more exciting. Yeah. Oh man, we used to. We you know we used to. Uh, we'd take like four or five of us to go see a movie, and we'd have two oh, of us man. sitting in the front seat of the car and three people in the trunk, so that oh, we didn't man. have to pay for everybody. You know, so it was great. Good time. You're so lucky. Driving theaters, and you had four friends. Man, you really live in the high life over there. I'm telling you. 
well that was a long time ago i don't know uh, i don't know how many friends i have now (laughs) oh man i'd I'd be hard pressed to find enough friends to fill the car and also does one of them have a car Well, that's why I always drove because I was pretty much the only one who had a car, which might explain why I had four friends. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's okay, man. They got a car and I got friends. So everybody was happy. <laughs> we split the profits up in the divorce. Yeah. That's oh, fair. Um, the other thing, Monday? Yuri, uh, how do you feel yeah. about that? Does that excite you at all? I'm a big uh, Marvel guy, big MCU guy. Um, I mean, there was talk of doing Nick Fury movie, like when they were marketing the Avengers, and that ended up, I think, turning into Agents of Shield, which you know people have their feelings on that. It was fine, could have been better, could have been worse, better than the CW shows. But this almost now it would have been great then, like, but now it almost just feels like an afterthought. Like everyone else is getting a Disney Plus show, all these cool new characters that we've not seen, you know, Moon Knight, She Hulk, you know, Kamala Khan, I think, and all this stuff. And now it's just like, oh yeah, give Nick Fury one as well. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it depends where it takes place chronologically. Is it if it's him in space, that that changes it? Is it a prequel? Is it set during the other movies? You know, like after he goes off at the end of Avengers and we don't see him again until, you know, we don't see him in Civil War or most of the Phase 2 movies, I think, or Phase 3 between Winter Soldier and, oh, we see him once in Age of Ultron. But, yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's called, like, introspective, you know, like Samuel Jackson, what is he doing now? Nick Fury, you know, how is he surviving without running this giant organization? Is he running another even giant organization? Yeah. Or maybe uh, build a new one, who knows? Huh? Yeah, which is what they set up in the Spider-Man movie, but I don't know. Um, but what, what would, do you think there would be a downside to not having the Nick Fury series and just having him show up in all of the other series that they're doing is kind of a um, connecting thread that makes cameos. That could be cool, but then I think they would run the risk at that point of the Disney Plus shows kind of feeling very repetitive of the, the MCU blueprint. Um, so maybe how you differentiate it is you, you take Nick Fury and you put him, you know, maybe stranded in Europe or in the jungle on a mission, you know, you could sell it 10 years ago. Samuel Jackson doesn't really age. Um, no. You could have it set 10 years ago and be fine. It could be set now and be fine. If they want to spend the money, they can set it in the 70s and be fine, but that's up to them. Um, but it's hard to get excited by anything, really. And I know it's a TV show, not a movie, but, you know, we've just been on such a lack of content especially with the MCU. Um, we've had no MCU all year, I don't think. Um, so I, I'm pretty laser focused on One Division. I'm really pumped for One Division. And if that turns out great, then that will increase my um, enthusiasm for the for the rest of the slate of the shows. So fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that One Division trailer, the the. All I can say about it is it looks interesting and in a good way. Like I'm definitely interested in watching it. I don't have any idea whether or not I'll enjoy it, but I definitely want to watch it. So yeah, 
I know a lot of people saying with the One Division that they're kind of unsure about the the um the sitcomy side of it, but you know the the the, the superhero-y stuff looks cool, and I'm kind of the other way around. I I would prefer to see a whole show just with the zany, otherworldly, visiony stuff that's going on. I don't know the when it in the trailer when it shows the um like the uh, like the traditional like Marvel looking action stuff, and then I kind of like eh. We don't need that, you know. There's enough different shows and movies for that, you know. And the TV shows, like superhero TV shows or comic book based TV shows, are doing a really good job, I think, lately of carving out their own different like styles. And I'd hate to just see a Marvel show or any of them just look just like Agents of Shield or just another Marvel movie. So hopefully they lean into, you know, the uniqueness of all the different ones. But I think Falcon and Winter Soldier will be a more traditional kind of what we expect. So hopefully they keep it split up that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hell, the that that's not the only Disney shit um, that's going on. Because uh, Tuesday, as we found out, uh, Christian at the helm on Tuesday. Uh, once again, Brett, Winston Marshall, friend of the show. Love you, Winston. Um, yeah. uh, and probably you blurs on in the hood, by the way, one, a third of that out there doing great. You and Jay love it. Um, especially yesterday before the debate came on, it was great. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yes. Uh, oh, and also of course, Roxy was there, as you mentioned earlier, Dean. Um, hi Ben and RB three. And, uh, the Disney bit was that Barry Jenkins is, uh, going to direct a Lion King follow-up that they said is like, it's a sequel, but it's also a prequel. I mean, I understand like what they mean by the flashbacks, but wouldn't it's that just funny. be a sequel with flashbacks and not yeah. a sequel prequel? When um Ben started reading the synopsis and he was saying it's gonna follow, you know, follow the events but also have flashbacks, my brain instantly went, Isn't that Godfather too? And then he said it like straight after I'd said it, it's Godfather Part Two. That's literally what it is. And I don't know if trying to make it more serious, if that's what they're kind of going with, uh, is the is the way to kind of get people who weren't on board with the the first remake. Um. So, I mean, that's just my feeling is that they're going to kind of take it more char- try and take it more character driven because it's not you can't market that movie at, at the younger kids. They are terrifying, whether they're animated or live action, whatever the fuck they are. They are terrifying and unworldly. So I, you might as well lean into the darkness and and go for a heavier tone and aim at the like more the YA audience. Because I think that's probably who's seeing it. I don't know anyone who's watching it personally. I or anyone who went out of their way to watch the first one. But, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I've, seen, I've seen the animated, the original animated one yeah, time. Sure. I watched yeah. it for the first time last year, and I fast-forwarded through every song other than the very opening song. It was—it's absolutely a terrible fucking movie. I—I I think the movie's great. Um, I think like the the landscape imagery and stuff is incredible, and you know, really kind of highlighted the um, you know, the, the skill set of the anime, like the, the style that they had at the time. But yeah, I don't think I think the soundtrack's pretty overrated. There's like you say, Circle of Life is fantastic, but the rest is pretty 
lane musically and the story is, you know, by the numbers. And I don't care if it's Shakespeare, it's by the numbers. Yeah. I always just felt bad for Scar. I mean, he totally got fucked. Um, uh, but, but I mean, you, hey, man, you can't beat Darth Vader uh, as, as Mufasa. That's the best, dude. Darth Vader was great. Yeah. In that. Oh, man, I'm like, I've seen, like, my younger brother, and he, he's, like, watched it for the first time, and he hears, he hears them talk. And, obviously, he sees Scar, and then he hears Mufasa talk, and it's Darth Vader. And he's kind of like, is he the good guy? Which one's the bad guy? They both sound evil. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, and they brought him back. They had to bring him back. I felt like that would have been a, an extra nail in the coffin for that movie if they didn't bring him back. I kind of wish they would have brought back everyone, including Matthew Bodrick, but... Yeah. Not Jonathan the, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. And a Nathan oh, Lane. But not Home Alone, but Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, oh, that's not for me. Um, not for me with the Lion King. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck the Lion they, King. Let's go past that shit. That shit sucks. Um, but uh, they, they talked about Karens and how uh, that term has ruined the the name Karen for people who actually have that name. So I was just curious if the UK has an equivalent name, like not Karen, but like. Is there a name that you guys use that is equivalent to that? Well, like Christina. No, uh, <laughs> it's um, <laughs> no, it, they're um, they're Karens. Uh, it's Karen. Karen is international, universal. Um, Karen goes across every cultural border and boundary to um, terrorize us all equally. Um, yeah, just Karen. I'm sorry to disappoint. There's no no cool. English Cockney version of that, unfortunately. The Karens are just the same, I would assume. I don't want to say that they're all the same. They're all different levels of Karenness. But yeah. And I'm saying this, it's funny that I'm kind of just leaning into the Karen thing now because I'm watching it and I was actually quite surprised on the um the conversation of like the divide in that. Because right. I get that, you know, nobody wants to be sympathetic to you know your traditional karen who you know not wearing a mask is you know and you know being rude to everyone and nobody wants to defend these people but like some of the people um were saying on the show on tuesday there's a probably and i don't know any you know not the best example but there's probably a lot of nice karens out there and some of them feel hurt by the fact that their name is now just a joke and an insult. I think that is valid. And I don't have an answer to remedy the situation, but that's got to suck. You know, I'd hate it. To me, dude. I knew it. Whoever said that was a Karen. I've got a heightened, I think I've got a heightened sense of empathy, okay? And I just think, how would you feel if your name just became a new insult? And people say, oh, it's just a name, you know, get over it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's like, but it, it would, maybe it would matter to somebody. And I think that the people who were describing as Karens, you know, they're, ex they're exhibiting a lot of other personality traits that are negative, that are drawing the negative attention in the first place. 
And I think if we're going to pick on people, let's pick on them for being pieces of shit, not for things that they can't help, like their name or their look. And, you know, can't, can't we just call them rude pieces of shit? I know that's longer. People like simplicity. I don't know. When I was growing up, it was like, you're either an asshole or you're not. Why can't we just go back yeah. to that? <laughs> it just, I mean, I get that there's different levels of assholery. You know, cutting in line at the, the supermarket is different to like being racist. But then, you know, that's when you have fucking asshole. Right. You know? <laughs> level, man. <laughs> so, you know, we don't need to bring names into it because it's going to hurt somebody. And Christian yeah. comparing a human to an actual snowflake, of course you're not going to hurt a snowflake's feelings. It's a fucking object. Right, right. I, I don't know. There are... It's easy, you know, we're not seeing videos of nice Karens on the internet, so it's easy to kind of take that stance, I guess. You know, I guess that's just the media conspiracy against Karens. Um, it's just painting the situation that way. I don't know. But I thought it was a fun, you know, I I, it was a fun little conversation. I was just, just because I was surprised of kind of the, the, the divide it kind of made almost in the crew with that as well. And yeah, that video of the guy in the subway approaching the cops. Oh yeah, the um the cops. There was a um, difference of opinion on the way that was. Who was the asshole in that video too? So all assholes, I think, to various degrees in that video. Um, I agree. The cops were just standing there. They weren't drinking or eating on their lunch break. They were on patrol or just standing, you know, doing their job. You're, especially in these times, you want to be a symbol of like, you know, what people can look up to and lead by example. They, they, everyone else is expected to wear their masks at work and, and everything else. They should be leading the charge on that. On the other hand, the guy did go out of his way to go and stand within their radius just to get a, a, to, to, to get a viral video. We know that's what he was doing. Um, there was a video I saw a little while ago, um, a couple of days ago, and it was um, a similar situation. It was some dude on a bus not wearing a mask, and this woman's just gone on and just started berating him while filming for not wearing a mask. And 90% sure the guy should probably be wearing a mask and he's probably been ignorant for not wearing a mask. But you never know the guy's story. You know, it, it just seems these people just out to get clicked. You know, yeah, there are there are legit medical conditions that exist yeah. wearing masks, and it, so it's not automatically <laughs> an asshole. It, yeah. There might be a, 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 an honest reason why they can't wear a mask. I, you yeah. know, you don't know. So yeah, there might be. So I'm sure these cops didn't have any. Over no, the one had one hanging on his back, so he definitely yeah, doesn't have. They clearly with just. You know, just didn't want to wear it, and they're in a position of power. If they don't want to wear it, why should he? And that's kind of, I think, the message that they were giving off, whether inadvertently or not. It, you know, they should be good message out there, really. And again, I was surprised on the divide. I thought everyone was going to take, you know, the guy with the camera side. To be honest, and me too. I thought that was when they first put, pulled up the clip. I assume that was where the conversation was going, but then it turned into, no, that guy's an arsehole and we're defending the cops. And, you know, if the if the worst kind of harassment a cop has to get is somebody with a camera, uh, 
that's pretty lucky to, to what some people get. So that's a different conversation. I don't want to get too political on a yeah. show about a show that gets political that isn't about politics. You know, that's just too, <laughs> too much politic inception. But that's oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, yeah. and on that note, uh, moving right along here real quick, uh, I do want to ask you, um, I have in the notes here, uh, a fan had called and asked them to list the, their MVPs from each Smodown faction. Did you happen yeah. to write those down? Well, everyone's MVP specifically. Or yours. Like, did you happen to write down who you think? Um, because I, mean, I did, but I left those notes on my other computer. I made, and I don't have them here, so I can't remember. <laughs> I made mental notes as they were going through them. And I think for the most part, they're pretty easy to agree on. There's a couple that are not swag. You know, the, the debate of Ace versus Chandru is a very valid conversation that we can't really um, get all until, you know, spectacular. So, um, but also, you know, what Liz Shannon Miller, Liz Shannon Miller is doing um, in the tournament is, um, you know, so how far does that go? Again, some of them are more clear cut now. Like I think um, Ben Goddard for the um, for the Den is is a pretty easy shoe in at the moment. Yeah. Um, even though I wouldn't personally agree with that, um, but then when I rank um, Schmodown players and that kind of stuff, I tend to take a lot of the character work into consideration as well as just like the actual gameplay which i seem to be in the minority of people that do that um but i enjoy the character work and the you know like the performance aspect of it just as much as the trivia and paul preston and kate this year we haven't had a lot of it but they are so good together um mm-hmm. and paul preston we know he's good he hasn't really had the chance to show it so much this year but um but just the, the chemistry with him and Kay, I think, puts him, in my mind, in contention for, for the MVP of the Pride, just because the, the the content with them is gold and Tom as well for similar reasons. But, you know, Tom's been backing it up with, with Clay as well. If Tom can win a couple more matches in this tournament, which I think would be him winning the tournament, if he, if he wins two more matches or three more matches, then that's the, the whole tournament for him. So if, he, if Tom wins the tournament, then it's undisputable, I think. Yeah. Um, swag. Um, usual suspect. It's Ethan. You, you can't really dispute that. I love Janine, um, but she's not really played that much this year. Um, and I know you only play if you win. It's, you know, it's tough. Um, I'm not the biggest Irwin fan, but man, he's, he's pretty intimidating. And I get scared for any player that I'm rooting for that has to play him. Um, and, you know, going overtime with Dan Murrell, hard to shake the stick at that. Um, who else? Who else am I? Um, I'm sure there's more than five factions. That the other four decided to leave just as I started talking in my mind. Um, who have I missed? Um, the Dungeon. Um, it's kind of it's hard to even kind of just pick one. Really, they've really not had a great year. Um, but I would go for Kevin Smets is still the MVP of the dungeon, just because the match with him and Chandru was incredible. And again, oh, even, though he, even though he's only played the one match, the the character and the intensity that he brought to that match 
you know, where you can't tell where the character ends and where the, the compare begins. Um, you know, you, I really, even though I was rooting for Chandru 100% drip drip, <laughs> I was um, really feeling for Smets on that one. So, you know, to factor in, you know, those kind of emotions that you get from watching some of these crazy matches, I would still have Smets as the, um, the dungeon MVP. But like I say, it's not really a lot to choose from there. Robert Parker won, what, two matches, three matches, but, you know, within what he was cracked up to be. And um, who else? Corruption. Corruption. Um, I have Ellison there. It's got to be Ellison, unless unless Collins wins the tournament. Um, True. Only Collins, both of those guys from Real Rejects completely surprised me, not only as a team, but as individual players in the singles. Yeah, they were, they're really entertaining to watch and to see them kind of flourish a little bit more this season has been really nice. If you could have the real rejects as one for the MVP, I'd have that in the conversation, but it's hard to not say Bibiani at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only ones I can remember from my list off the top of my head were uh, that I agree with you, Ben Goddard for the Den for sure. Just got to uh, myself one moment. Bear with me. Bam, bam. Sorry. You're no, you're cool. And uh, like I said, I had Ellison for corruption. Um, swag, I got Ace Cabrera for sure. Um, he just, he just, wow. His performance in that Star Wars tournament so far. Um, let's see, rock stars. I'm trying to remember who, oh, uh, Snyder. I have Snyder for rock stars. Um, so yeah, he's just, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not always been a big fan of his, but man, he's been kicking some ass this year. Um, trying to think the burning droogs, um, who did I have from the droogs? Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And this is my legit answer for the droogs guys. Anybody other than baby heel Hannah. So, yeah, that's my MVP for the Droogs. Um, the Dungeon, I actually went with uh, with Robert Parker, but Smets, I'm going to change it to Smets. Dean convinced me. Um, let's see. The uh, Finstock Exchange. Um, who did I have for the Exchange? Uh, no, parents, I, stuff, parents stuff. Uh, you're cool. You're cool. Um, I was just uh, tell. I was just going through what the ones I remember, and I'm on the exchange, and I had the barbarian as my MVP for the exchange. Um, I, I know most people would probably look to a uh, Ben Bateman or a Roca or a Merle, but um, I just I don't know. I I just I, I I can't explain why I went with barbarian, but I did. No, I um I did the same thing in my head actually. Um. I would say, again, just because of like, maybe it's the recency bias and he's a new personality, but I think, you know, just the whole package of the knowledge, the character, he's just, he just come out of the gate so well-formed, you know, as the, as the whole thing that I, I think it's hard to not have him. But then, you know, how do you not have Dan Murrell? If Dan Murrell's on the faction, it just kind of feels like a given at that point, especially after all the defences this year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I, yep. I would I would vote for Barbarian. 
Yeah. But that's all I can remember from those. So Yeah. Uh, I remember what everyone said. Yeah. That will wrap up Tuesday, guys, and we got today left to talk about. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick promo break so you guys can hear about some other shows that we got going on here from uh, uh, at Merc with a Movie Blog. So uh, we will be right back, guys. I will see you on the flip side, Dean. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Rook with the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. man and we're back so good to see you good morning welcome back to dick pills and coffee i'm kate mulligan and i'm gonna suck you off and keep you awake <laughs> oh man somebody would pay for that sound clip do not are we already like our oh, shit doesn't matter they've already pulled it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be the new way to come back in from the promo breaks from now on. That's too good yeah, not to it, use. It makes sense. Contextually, it's pretty good. Um, okay. <laughs> it's just the golden goose of ridiculous fucking golden eggs. I, I was, yeah. um, me and my kid were dying. She walked through the room and, um, they were playing a uh, Matthew Reed's um I'm sorry, sorry Lex song, I think. And um Kate Mulligan's twerking on the bed and like she's doing this like Gollum hunched over, like feral kind of position, and she was just letting the wall have it. <laughs> and oh man, she was my poor kid, like oh, what the fuck is this woman doing? That's so yeah. good. That's so good. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, 
Yeah, today was extremely fun, man. And uh, we had, yeah, we had Christian, Brett, Kate, uh, Ben, hi, Ben, and uh, RB3. Uh, and I, yeah. I just want to say right now that the, the opening of today's episode, like, and by opening, I mean the first 30 minutes. Um, now, I'm not, I, I, I am in no way, I'm nobody. So I don't think Christian was directly directing anything at me personally. Okay, guys. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're not the first and last person to. No. no. To but I happened to tweet at Christian thing. yesterday asking him uh, if they're going to start talking about politics now because politics has been coming up a lot more, and he replied yeah. to me that they don't really talk about politics. Whatever. I'm not getting into any debates like that, but. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was one of those people who made a comment about that. And I made that yeah. yesterday and Then they had this 20 yeah. minute long opening, like making fun about, of them talking about politics. Now yeah, I want to say, debate, right? yeah, now Again, I, I want to say that I could have sat there and I could have been like, uh, uh, like completely self-centered and been like, they're talking about me to me. They're making fun of me, but no. I'm sure that I'm one of no. the people they were making fun of, but I'm I got so sorry, Jerry. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I loved the first thirty minutes, especially of today. Um, yeah, I liked it more than because, I thought I would when they got on that topic for sure. Yeah, I mean, even if they were, or even if they had said, "Jay Wade, this is directed at you for your tweet yesterday," hey, I Jay would still think it's funny because. Yeah, <laughs> I can take a joke, and it was extremely well yeah. played. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, so, and I, I really did. So about really the election did without really talking about the election and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, see, as far it, as it can it, be. Yeah, there's. I don't know. There, there's a way to talk about politics, but not talk about politics. Yeah, yeah they started that, that line well today. Yeah. And today was a perfect example of how to talk about politics, but not talk about politics. So it was just very well done. Uh, but yeah, Christian's birthday is tomorrow. Yes. He's not going to be on, which he doesn't need to be. No. He normally That's isn't fair. on Wednesdays either, or anyway, normally, I don't think. But I don't know. I'm just going to send him a text and tell him that he's, in fact, allowed to have the day off. Yeah. Um. Well, let, you're allowed that. You know, have two. Yeah, you've earned it. Take Friday. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, Roker's on. Roker's on enough as well. And and Winston hosting. You know, not not going to argue with that. Winston's no. great on there as well. So, not at all. You know, I'd like to see maybe Kate take the range and host. You know, um, or well, Roxy. That, I'd like um, to see how far she would let everyone go off the rails. Because yeah. Roka already lets the crew go go way off track as it is. Yeah. But I wonder how far Kate would let it go. Yeah, they 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 wouldn't be talking about Rocky Four, that's for sure. No, that that is true. That is true. They nah. talking about sucking dick <laughs> and jerking and slapping. Jerking and slapping. Kate is so great, man. She's so yeah. Well, I love that she's she's just not afraid to go there. She's not afraid yeah. to, like a lot of, I, I don't know. And I don't hear very many women, uh, uh, talk just openly talking about even, even if they are joking, openly talking yeah. about giving head and stuff like that, dude. But yeah, Kate has, 
knows she that. knows and, about it, and she's made serious comments about it. Yeah, and I, yeah, I like sure. that openness. It's yeah, I, I like that Kate can do that. She could be sincere, but she can go off to the deep end as well. Um, the, the joke she made the other day um, when they were talking about um, RB3 gets his mail late and that whole conversation, I was just dying. If he Absolutely paints his mailbox dying. white, will he get it sooner? That's the one. Yeah, all that stuff. And But then, you know, she can tell a touching story about, you know, her kids and or her grandparents or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and it's, it's not difficult. It's not... It, it's difficult to do both of those things well and have people know which times you're joking and which times you're being serious, you know. Yeah. Which is always my concern is that if I say something and it's meant to be a joke, somebody might take it seriously. And if sometimes I say something serious and people think I'm joking, which could be just as hurtful. So, you know, I've got big admiration for, for people who can do both things and, yeah. and not go off the deep end too much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and speaking of making jokes, uh, Christian's plan tomorrow for his birthday is to smoke himself silly, and then he's going to watch some old stand-up <laughs> routines and try to write a new set. So my yeah. question is, do you think that he will be successful in in writing a new set, or do you think he'll get so stoned that it just, it just doesn't work out? Because it is entirely possible to get yeah. so stoned that you can't function. Oh, I, I'm fully aware. Um, it depends, I think, on does he A, smoke the nug, or B, eat the nug via a treadmill? Could be the, that could be the discernible difference between success and failure is the um, the ingestion method. Um, but I'm excited um, to see him do stand up. Um, if he does get that far, I mean, I, I hope that he does something. I think the problem is it's a Blessing and a curse, I think, with quarantine is that you've got all the free time to write your novel, to write your songs, to write your stand-up, to produce your content. But on the flip side of that, so is everyone else, you know? So, yeah. like, he's, he's like, what's the comedy game going to be like when coming out of the pandemic? Mark Ellis is clearly, you can see visibly, and he's referenced it many times you know that struggling of not being on stage and performing and stuff so not only are you going to have all these you know um veteran comedians and working comedians that are very eager to get back on stage and into the clubs working again you're going to have a whole flux of new new people who have been using this free time to write material and to come into the game or to get back into the game with christian's case um so i don't know what that's going to look like if we even get live comedy shows back you know i mean is, is, is that gonna ever go back to normal is mark ellis's um show that was um digital from the other week is that going to be the new norm in which case every comedian can create their own platform which again you know is a blessing and a curse because yeah. there's a lot of people with a platform and everyone thinks they're a comedian anyway uh, I'm hoping he, I'm hoping it works out. But if he just decides, you know, I want to laugh at some shit and smoke some shit and have a good birthday that way, you know, I'm not going to hold it against him. I did yeah. let him have the day off after all. Yeah. Either way, it sounds like uh, it's going to be a good fun day for him. So happy birthday to you, Christian. Um, happy birthday, Christian. 
Oh yeah. And, uh, well, we already, I had gotten the note here about the dick pills and coffee. We already talked about that. That is the new <laughs> name of, uh, of SEN live, uh, dick pills and coffee live. Uh, I like that. Um, yeah. and they played the video for no rhyme, no reason, uh, chance encounter again. Uh, oh, and nice. then he played another one the, called fucked up eight year old kid. I had never heard the entire chance encounter song. I basically only no, heard no, like maybe one verse and the chorus. Yeah, same. Uh, and I didn't even realize what they were doing. Um, to tell you the truth, I think it was it, it must have been about um, 7.30 that they started doing that. But I'd actually come away to start setting up my laptop and getting that ready, making sure that it works, blowing off the dust and everything. And then so I sort of like not really paying attention for a couple of minutes. And then I turned back and all of a sudden it was the No Rhyme, No Reason song playing out of nowhere with no context. And now I've got that uh, muddly you know, in my head, and it won't go away. So yeah, better than, well, I had, have you ever heard of the TV show New Girl with Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, yeah I've, now, seen I've it. been binge watching that, and so I've had that, that you know, um, who's that girl? It's Jess, stuck in my head for about a week. Now oh, I have the, uh, the Chance Encounter song stuck in my head, so thank I'm you, Chris. I'll tell you what I'm going to be sick of. Quick segue here. Um, I'm going to be sick of the um, the Simpsons theme tune. Started watching the Simpsons with my kid. Well, on Disney Plus, she's never seen. I don't think any of the Simpsons like at all. So she's we're like five or six episodes in, and she still has to do the Simpsons every time. And <laughs> that's great. But anyway, little, little digression. So I'd rather that in my head than the than the Bob Dylan, yeah, um, fucked up eight year old, <laughs> yeah. But you know, there's some little something for everyone. What's next? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, something else I miss. Um, I now it when when it was just Brett and Christian and they were doing the auction for likes every day. I admit. I well, I, I admit that when they were doing it every day and stuff, it was getting on my nerves, and I was intentionally hitting thumbs down just out of, like, a playful spite. But now that they haven't done it for so long, I would love to see, or I would love to hear uh, yeah. a, a, an auction for likes, but let the other, let the rest of the crew bring their characters into it now, too. Yeah, might as well have a free-for-all auction, you know, Economy's taking a dip. Get some of that low going back again with a with a good auction. Why not? Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm down for that. Hell yeah! Um, and uh, we, well, we met Brett's daughter today as well, Lydia. Yes. Um, oh, she's that, that was uh, funny stuff. You can tell she's, yeah. she's definitely got a personality. Um, yeah, I've seen her on. Um, really cool. Yeah, seen her on. She did um one of. Brett and Lydia did one of um Darina's um dance streams um back at the beginning of quarantine. Um Darina was doing um was it the Devil's Disco or what something? I can't remember the thing that she yeah, was doing yeah, for yeah. a while, the um the bad Bruja DJ stuff. So yeah, and um, yeah, it was funny to see her. Obviously he referenced um the making of the noise and the being told to shut up. And my first thought instantly was 
I wonder if she asks, who's Jeremiah? You know, like, <laughs> and then lo and behold, they, they brought back Jeremiah. And that is so, uh, that, that's just such a simple bit, that Jeremiah, it's so simple. It, out of all the bits that people say get old, that's the one that should get old because it's just the same punchline of screaming Jeremiah, but fuck it, it, it just works. That song is so good. I'm not sure if we can buy that. Is that a David B? You know, if that's I'm done. not sure. I'm not sure. If it's a David B, and also is it on the store on the Skybound? I don't think it is because it's not. You know, oh no, it's um, cool. It's a Dimalantis theme, isn't it? That's right. I remember now. Oh. Oh. I think it's Dimalantis theme music, um, which we haven't heard for a while because he's not played. Um, yeah, correct. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's. Andrew Dimlant's music, so you, it's probably on the store. I'm going to go yeah. buy that. Yes. Yeah, and, and I love Christian setting it up, having him open the door, and of course Brett doesn't have a clue yeah. what the fuck's going on or what he's supposed it, to do. He must have uh, known it was coming. Come, he, he, yeah. he knew what he was getting when he, when he had to leave the door open. It had to be Jeremiah. There's no other. There's no other reason that you would you would want to set that up with the door and everything and have Brett screaming Jeremiah to his, to his family. Like, I, I wonder if his wife is okay. You know, screaming Jeremiah. Randomly. <laughs> Who's <laughs> Jeremiah? <laughs> well, it's easy to, like to dismiss it. It's a joke, right? But assuming that she doesn't watch the show, um, there's no zero context for that. So just yeah. hearing it with no context, just like, is it? Is there more to that than I think there is? Should I? I mean, should I search his phone for a contact called Jeremiah? You know, don't do it, Brett. I love that Brett's mom is a devoted listener and watcher of the show too, and that she talks yeah. in the chat, and that's great, man. Uh, and Brett is so brave for 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 allowing that to happen, because I could imagine with some of the comments that some people get, it would be very easy to say, Mum, do not go in that chat room. Get the fuck as far away from that as you can. Um, My mum... People, people will respect Brett, and it, it seems to, to work pretty well. Yeah. My mom listens to this show, and I just found... Well, she just started listening about three or four weeks ago, and I, 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 I and she goes, uh, she, she's like, I listened to your, to your show the other day. And the, the very first thing I said was, I'm sorry for the cussing. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> my mom is, she is yeah. not down with the cussing. So, no. uh, I can't imagine my mom cringing, uh, or I can imagine my mom cringing every time she hears me bust out with the cuss words. Hey, is Kate, is the sound clip Kate doing it more than, more than you are? She's the one talking about dicks and... And we're back. Uh, and so, good morning. Welcome back to Dick Pills and Coffee. I'm Kate Mulligan, and I'm going to suck you off and keep you awake. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, that's great. And then, and of course, I play, I'll play it a third time. But They're total cock, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know, so, they, 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 they just let women and puppets say anything these days, apparently. I guess. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Brett and Kate, um, 
I can only you and I talked a little bit th- about this last week. I can only afford one Patreon, so and I do Schmodown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've seen the Brett and Kate play date. What is what is that like? Like, if you could explain it to someone so that they understood, and maybe they would then uh, be more inclined to to get it, perhaps. But to be honest, can you I'm, um, what it's like? yeah, not really. Actually, um, I'm I haven't watched for quite a while. Um, Something I find quite difficult being in the UK, and like I said earlier, everyone's got a stream now, and I want to support so many of these people, you know, and watch the shows and click the thumbs and all of this stuff. But some of the times, like SEN works for me because it, it comes on uh, 6 p.m. our time. Um, but then anything, you know, and that's your morning show for you guys. Anything else other than that is just running well into my night times. And you know, I, I have to I stay up and do the um the Schmodown pay per views when they happen, and those are normally at like one o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the morning for me. Um, so I haven't actually watched the um the Brett and Kay play date for quite a while, and I don't want to like misrepresent it in case anyone thinks, oh that sounds shit, I'm not going to watch it. Definitely go sign up to that Patreon, even if you're just doing the two dollars, just you know. Just to support that show and if you hate the schmobots go and sign up to the patreon and then that's one less schmobot that they'll need to keep the show running um if you want to look at it that way but yeah i mean brett and kate it's brett and kate i mean you think like i, I guess there's the, the fear of like oh when you kind of have these characters on it's all like you know like comic relief or you know you know brett sniping it's like well do i want do i want to listen to that for the whole show, you know, is what makes Brett and Kate great is the way that they kind of just like chime in, chum 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 chum, and um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but from what I've seen, it doesn't get old. You know, they would they do like they I don't know if they still do it now, but the, the drawing pictures like they have to like play Pictionary games, or they have to build something with Lego, and they have to guess what the other one's building, or they give each other challenges like that and they do them while the show's going on. They're just shooting the shit. And, you know, it, I, I, I'm not, I'm not signed up to the Patreon really for that specifically. It helps, you know, to have some content on there. And I love those guys and girls, women, men and ladies. And, um, you know, I, I just, signed up to that one I, just just to support the show i think there was an insight inciting factor for me to do the um then if it was when they they announced they was um gonna like have names on the poster and all that kind of stuff and i could only afford to go on the tier where i think my name is on the poster but i couldn't afford to go to the tier where i actually get the poster so yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, but yeah. I I do the uh, I do down and SEN, um, like the ten dollars on both of those, and then I do like a couple of others, like one dollar ones here and there, and that is like my utmost limit. I couldn't. There's so many people that I'd love to support. I very rarely do. I, do I do a super chat or schmobot? I've never done a schmobot. Um, um, so I just try and you know support the way that I can. 
in a way that doesn't involve interrupting the show because you know i could do without that i'm i'm watching the show to listen to to them not to listen to necessarily everyone else but you know i appreciate that why it's there i'm not complaining you know and sometimes it there have been like things that have come out of the schmobot that wouldn't have happened otherwise you know like you know i'm so sorry lex for example you know stuff like that you know, and Professor Crow and things like that just wouldn't have happened without the Schmobot. So you can, you know, validate validate it being there. Not that the Schmobot needs my validation, but it has it. Hell yeah. 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 SEM Patreon. Long story short, do it. <laughs> Um, we got one more thing on the list today uh, to, to talk about here real quick. Uh won't get too adept with it. I can't at least, or else I would, ex- I, I would incriminate myself, um, quite poorly or, uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, but I have, uh, I, I, I sent in a stream lab asking Christian, uh, what his most memorable birthday moment was. And he replied that it was, uh, being drunk, passed out on the stairs. And, uh, right. he mentioned he was wearing white Nikes with the big swoosh on them. Uh, <laughs> Do you uh do you have a, a a most memorable birthday uh moment or a specific birthday celebration or anything? Uh, no man, me and my four friends we don't we don't we don't get too crazy. Um, trying to think, I've never been like an out drinking kind of person. Uh, most of my antiques get kept within my own comfort zone, you know. So none come to mind. Um, I mean, I've always, I grew up as an only child, so birthdays were never like a huge deal, really, you know, um, this is the really lame answer for the really potentially cool question, um, you know, eh? I'd have to think, I'd have to think, um, that's a curveball at the end of the show there, um, that's cool. No, don't do a lot. Don't do a lot of birthdays. I, I I like to stay at home, make brownies, you know, have some beers, um, card games, that kind of thing. Pretty low key. I I've never um, what's the story that Christian had with the um, where the drunk guy like just picked up a guy and just yeah. ran off down the road with him. You know, I've never done anything like that. I, I've never done anything like that. Um, although I have done a lot of other things that, that weren't on my birthday either, but, um, I live in, <laughs> it was someone's birthday. I live in rural America. So like I live, I have uh farmland all around me. I live out in the country. So we, right. we have a little bit different kind of fun than folks in the big cities around here. And, uh, I, I can, all I will say is that I had one birthday <laughs> where I work What's that? Like firework hammers. Yeah, yeah, kind of close. Um, uh, one specific birthday uh, consisted of my friends and I driving around in my 79 Lincoln Continental all night smoking marijuana. Uh, we, we blew up some stuff with Clorox bleach, blo- bleach bombs. Um, we may or may not have shot road signs with a sawed-off shotgun uh, before wrapping up the night with with uh, with a big drinking session out at a bonfire, 
So uh, that's probably my most memorable night. Uh, and I don't remember much after the bonfire started. So, no, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, but I will say my most fun, my favorite part of that night was making the, the two liter bottle Clorox bleach bombs and blowing stuff up. That was extremely fun. So that's, Sounds, it sounds scientific and far more educational than I'm sure it actually was. Um, I, I don't know I how would, to make it. Oh, you learned more than me. I was about to say, I would tell how to make them on here, but I don't want to do that because then someone will be like, hey, I learned it from this guy named Jay Wade um, who told me how to make a Clorox bleach no, bomb. No, wait, the misunderstanding. <laughs> Beep! All I, hey, all they know so far is that you need a two-liter bottle and Clorox bleach. There is more to it than that, so they they yeah, don't have. But it, yeah. it's not much more than that. I will if say you that. Want the other ingredient, sign up to my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, that'll that'll do it for this episode. This midweek yeah, episode man, of After Live. What's up? That's been it's been good. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I was about, to, I was about to ask you, man. Uh, you have a good time? You enjoy yourself? I've had a great time, yeah. Um, sweating more profusely than I would like to admit, but I would say it anyway because, you know, what's your new kind of guy? But, yeah, loved it. Um, we'll say um one time less every time. Every time I come on, I'll get better. If you have me again, no pressure. Hell yeah. And, as a closing statement, I'd like to say I can't believe that Lex got a T-shirt, but Rocky couldn't even get a sponsorship deal in Rocky Four. How disrespectful! Omaha Steaks, dude. He worked in a meat packing factory, or if he didn't work there, he at least trained in one. You know, he stood there and he hit big slabs of meat, and, and some steak okay. company couldn't endorse it. Have you seen him? You can get the, the action figure of the meat. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, they did a um, toy company did a Rocky line a few years ago, and they did every variation of Rocky, the different shorts from the different movies, Apollo, you know, Mr. T, everyone. And wow. it, like at the end, and then at the end of the line, the last figure that they did was the the, the, the rack of me in the bag that he punches in the montage. Uh, what kid wants an action figure of a dead cow? But I digress. Look it up. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take action figures of a lot of a lot crazier shit than a dead cow. So I've I've got a fucked up mind. Um, oh, you got those falling ones or something? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you on the Twitter if they want to? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. If you want to find me, um, Dean Lewis twenty ninety nine. That's two oh nine nine, and my name. That's where I am. Instagram, same handle. Um, go follow me, and maybe I'll post more. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And y'all can follow this show, or not this show, but uh, Mark with a movie blog, which is who puts this show out, uh, on the Twitter at MovieBlogMark. Uh, Josh the Mark Rayner owns this site. He's a great guy. Uh, we have a lot of fun around here. And uh, a show you didn't hear in the promos, two shows actually didn't hear in the promo break, I'll tell you all about real quick. Uh, starting next week, Sarah and I are back with Go Get That Rose, which is our Bachelor podcast. 
So that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, uh, which was inspired by Winston Marshall talking about The Bachelor on Collider Live. So that's a little spinoff show that came from that. Uh, it, it, oh, <laughs> it's a fest. It really I could is. Find it, but it's not not my not my bag. Not mine either. But we have a lot of fun. And if it's your bag, go follow this guy's show. Yep. And then uh, also at the end of October, we've got our Mandalorian review show is coming back with uh, myself and Sean and whoever whoever else we end up getting on it. I'm not sure who Sean's got in mind. So we got those coming up soon as well. And uh, you, if y'all want to follow me on the Twitter, you can do so at jwade1134. That is the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134. Uh, and you can find this show as well as others from Merc with a Movie Blog on your Merc with a Movie Blog feed on your podcasting platforms. Just go to Anchor. It's much easier that way. Uh, anything you want to say before we sign off today? No, I'm good. Peace out, Mother Ethers. Yep. Had a great time. Thank you very much for joining Thank me you. today, Dean. We will definitely yeah, have you back. Uh, hopefully Friday okay. we're going to talk about that a little bit more here after we go off yeah. air. But uh, everybody have a great and safe week, and we will talk, well, a couple days because we'll be back Friday to uh, wrap up the week. Thanks, guys.